Good morning, Monday, October 30th, 2023. I'm Herb Morgan, Senior Managing Director and Chief Investment Officer of the Cantor Managed ETF Portfolios. This is my weekly economic and market commentary. Presentation has been prepared by us, Cantor Fitzgerald Investment Advisors, for use with investors and financial advisors who are each expected to make their own investment decisions. Nothing contained herein is investment advice. There are no recommendations for the purchase or sale of any securities. So despite really pretty good economic news last week, we had markets sell off somewhat aggressively and bonds caught a bid, which is different than what we've been seeing lately. As interest rates have been going up, we've been seeing stocks and bonds go down together. So those with balanced portfolios certainly felt better this week because one side of the portfolio, the bond side, really was up a lot. You can see the 20-year Treasury index up about 1.4, 1.39, I guess it is, um, percent last week. So if the news was pretty good and the interest rates weren't going higher for fears of Fed or higher inflation, what was going on? Well, it was pretty clearly the geopolitical situation, the war uh, with Israel, and Hamas and positioning of US assets in there to deter further aggression, perhaps by Iran or its proxies against our ally of Israel. And so uh, markets don't like uncertainty. And when uncertainty happens like this, they tend to sell off. The one thing I know of, based on my experience, is that uncertainty in markets created by geopolitical events tends to be far shorter lived than uncertainty created by economic events. Economic events tend to take longer to unfold and longer to reverse, whereas geopolitical events can unfold very quickly, sometimes without any expectation, i.e. the October 7th uh, invasion into Israel by Hamas. Uh, and so can markets ability to discount, resolve, and move forward. It appears at this point, the progress is being made by uh, the good guys, uh, the allies, the ones that would impact our markets and our uh, portfolios in a positive way. Obviously, uh, uh, success, progress, victory by Israel would be positive for the portfolios. Further setbacks from the terrorists or Ar Iranian-backed groups uh, would be negative for the portfolios. Okay, let's move into that economic data, which I said already was largely good. S&P's global U.S. manufacturing flash PMI. We'll get the regular PMI at the end of this week, so we're not, not a big deal, but the, the flash that comes out before the end of the month actually went to 50, went to expansion. And as you can see, looking at this, we've been in for over a year and a half, really, in contraction as it relates to manufacturing. We've had leading economic indicators go down, and I've even said we're in a manufacturing recession. I even said last March, that I thought we were going to go into a recession. We did not. One thing negative out of this report was employment fell below 50, barely so though, but a strong positive is that new orders rose to the highest level since September of 22. So it's almost as if, you know, that sort of drawdown in that recession of manufacturing was just due to coming off of the high of manufacturing, which related to the reopening after COVID, rather than any sort of lack of aggregate demand. Moving on to services, the flash PMI reading in, uh, for services came in at 50.9 above expectations. 
ninth consecutive month above 50, service sector continues to expand. Prices charged fell to the lowest level since May of 2020. This is critical because it could mean in future months that that leads to further declines in core PCE, which is a reading we also got last week, and it leads to you know CPI readings lower, uh, et cetera, because that's the key. That's what the Fed is trying to do. The Fed is trying to get CPI PCE numbers down without creating job losses and or reduction in economic output, a recession. Moving on to some real estate, residential real estate data, big part of everybody's portfolio and balance sheet. New home sales were up 12.3% in September, way above expectations. And the annualized pace of new home sales rocketed higher to 759,000. The estimate was for 680,000. This is sort of defying the odds and the logic. We've got 30-year mortgages getting close to 8%. Many people priced out of markets. There are still supply issues, though. So as supply comes online, as new homes are built, people are finding other ways to make those purchases. The percentage of purchases with cash buyers, cash buyers is double what it was back when interest rates were incredibly low. So it looks like a lot of buyers kept their powder dry and have waited. Maybe they'll put a mortgage on the house later, but for now, there's a lot of cash buyers and there are of course some buying with mortgages, perhaps adjustable mortgages in anticipation of lower rates in the future. Pending home sales also rose, not a lot. September pending home sales rose 1.1%. They're expected to go down. Uh, but they're still 13% below the level from, uh, from a year ago. That's the red line. You can see here it's the left scale for the red line, and, that, and it's down here, rather, uh, the blue line, rather, down here, minus 13%. In terms of the uh, labor market, weekly initial claims for unemployment remain incredibly low, 210,000, right along the estimate of 207. But what we're seeing now is continuing claims you can't tell much from this chart because this is a couple of years old, but if you look, if you zoom in on this chart, which I didn't do this week, if it persists, we'll do it maybe next week. You're, you can see a big, uh, uh, you know, well, actually this, this is, this, it's, a, it's been a long weekend. This is the weekly. The continuing claims are not on this chart. If we were to have them on this chart, you would see them starting to spike here. That's still nowhere near recessionary levels, okay? Moving on to uh, the GDP report, which really surprised the markets. We were expecting a big number, 4.5% annualized growth in GDP for the third quarter, came in even higher at 4.9%. You can see that, quite a reading. You know, we did not get that recession call when we had those two negative quarters uh, back there in 21, uh, but we had personal consumption up 4%. That's big, residential investment, inventories, government spending, a big contributor to GDP. Uh, CapEx or business investment was down a little bit and net exports were down a little bit, which subtracted. Either way, it was a big number. It was probably not as broad-based positive as we'd like to think. If you dig into some of the details, some of the things like government spending are certainly not as attractive. There are some transitory elements to it, inventory builds, things like that. But overall, it was still a very positive um, number. Durable goods uh, for the month of September gained 4.7%, way ahead of expectations. Backing out transportation, still up 0.5%. Solid report from durable goods. Also, 
our income, which is our wages, interest, dividends, rental income, all the ways we earn income as citizens, rose again and continues to rise. Personal income's up three-tenths of a percent, not quite up to expectations of four-tenths, but right in there. Personal spending, expected to be up a half a percent, was up seven-tenths of a percent. You know, one of the things about the U.S., and you look at the demographics of a lot of the countries of the world, we still have population growth that's pretty substantial, and population growth con contributes to increases, obviously, in economic output. So no recession signs there, personal income and spending. The big report, the one we were most waiting for, was PCE, Personal Consumption Expenditures. This is the gauge Federal Reserve uses to measure whether or not it's meeting its inflation or its price stability mandate. In the month of September, the PCE was up four-tenths of a percent. That's more than expected. That's the blue line. So it sort of has stopped going down. That's of concern. Part of the reason I think the market sold off last week. Um, in the core, which is the more important one, it was up three-tenths. Uh, and is up is 3.7 year over year. It's all in line with expectations. That's continuing in its downtrend. We really want to see it continue down because the Fed's goal, the target, is all the way down here at two. Now, the futures markets, I'll show you in a minute, are starting to expect some chance of a Fed rate cut next year as the economy slows further. I don't think that's likely unless and until this red core PCE index not only gets to two, but breaches two. You can see, look at the, look at the almost a decade here, call it seven, eight years. We, they would always start, you know, hiking rates when, when this numbers peaked above two to maintain their two and the average was actually well below two. We had a beautiful period of price stability with little to no inflation. So just because we eventually get there and touch it, I don't think we're going to say, hey, the Fed's about to reverse these rate hikes. I think we're in this for a while. The exception being if job losses start to rise and if the economy starts to slow, then, of course, the Fed will use the tools in its bag, one of which is to cut short-term interest rates. University of Michigan sentiment continues its, its decline, which has been going on for about four years now. Uh, fell from 68.1 to 63.8. That was, uh, you know, right in line with the 63 estimate. We're in the middle of earnings season. Earnings season's going pretty good. We've had about half the companies, 245 report. Uh, 192 of those have beat expectations. 10 have met and 42 have failed to meet expectations. But the, the earnings surprise overall have been really good. The negative has been in energy. So, and that's, remember, that's not the worst thing because energy is going to be beating if prices are going higher and they're going to benefit from inflation. And if earnings for energy are below estimates, that's a sign that some of the pricing pressure in energy may be abating. That's good overall. So if you look beyond that and you look at things like consumer discretionary, well, 15% surprise, that's hardly uh, recessionary, right? Look at communications, financials, all across the board, materials, industrials, pretty good, the exception being energy. So looking at all of that, we clearly have achieved the soft landing. There's still, of course, we could always go into recession at any time for any reason, but as of right now, that's what's, what's happened.
The Fed meets this week, uh, and there is no bets on in, in uh, the world of finance on either a hike or a cut. The next meeting, the final meeting of the year, will be December 13th. And there still is a small bet, small contingent of players anticipating a hike from here, or if not then, do it on the January meeting, although even less of a chance. Those are small odds there at 23 and 12. And then we start getting into a chance of a cut with 50-50 chance of a cut by June. Um, I personally think these odds are going to change a lot. And the only way we get any odds of a cut, we get a cut, obviously, as I mentioned before, um, a big breakdown in uh, price uh, and a big breakdown in um, economic activity in the labor market. We have a lot of economic data to look at this week. Monday, nothing scheduled, that's today, but then it gets really busy along with an awful lot of earnings uh, this week. You know we've been getting into some of the tech earnings, that's obviously very good, but uh, house prices on uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, along with employment costs, consumer confidence, the ADP jobs report expected to come in with 135,000 um, uh, new jobs. We got the flash PMIs uh, last week. We'll get the finals this week. Uh, job openings or jolts, as I mentioned, the Fed meeting on Wednesday and auto sales, weekly claims, a lot, lot of data. The big one, the Friday jobs report, the consensus is for 178,000 and unemployment rate to stay at 3.8%, and then the services PMIs on Friday as well. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget we're available as a podcast. Thumbs up, like, all that stuff. Really appreciate it. Be back to you again next week.